Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm your host, George Plummer. On the program today, we have Matt Wetzel. He's the director for the Intervention and Crisis Advocacy Network that serves pretty much grading in Canadian County. Right, Matt? Is that yes, right? sir. That's correct. Well, thanks for coming in today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Talk about uh, the services that uh, that you provide for uh, folks in the region. And we want to thank our friends at Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle, and Stanley Systems for being with us on our cool conversation. So, uh, Matt, again, good morning, and you're fairly new to yes, uh, uh, the network. I've just been here for less than a year. Yes, sir. Started in March um, as the director, and uh, so um, my background's in nonprofit. I came from the Child Advocacy Center in Canadian County, and um, when this opportunity became available uh, with ICANN, um, it was it was a great opportunity, and and I'm, I'm I'm thankful to to be able to be a part of the services that I can provide. All right, uh, graduate from ORU. Yes, right? graduated from ORU. The Golden yes, Eagles. That's right. It was the Titans back then. Yeah, so that's I right. still claim the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, it's been a while since we've had anybody yeah. from uh, your program on yeah. the radio. So let's kind of give folks a little recap of uh, what I can is and does. Absolutely. Well. Um, a lot of folks might be familiar with ICANN as the Women's Service and Resource Center. That's uh, that's what we initially were here, and you know for many years. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, actually, I, we were talking, George, before we got on before we got on the air here, that uh, this is actually the 40th year um, of services being provided um, here in Grady County, and uh, you know I, I just think it's an amazing story. Um, the way that it started was there was a group of women um, at, uh, at USAO, actually, um, and they were in a study class, and this concept of Women's Service and Resource Center was, was born out of that study class. They recognized really a need for rape victims to have emergency services and support, and so, um, so they, through that group, um, ended up training uh, volunteers for a 24-hour crisis line for rape victims that started in May of 81. And um, and they originally started at uh, the Grady County Fairgrounds. That's where uh, they operated from. And, and then later on, they moved to the Grady County Youth Services Building. Um, and uh, then bef- our current location is at 15th and Minnesota, and we uh, moved to that home um, in 2017. The majority of the time for our services, um, we were located right across the street from USAO and uh, in a house there. And so, um, so yeah, 40th year, and you know, I can intervention crisis and advocacy network. We provide free and confidential services to individuals who've experienced all forms of domestic violence, sexual assault dating violence um, and so uh, the the services started here in Grady County but then in 1981 um, we began services in Canadian County as well and have been there in Canadian County also since 1981. Uh, let's mention the the 24-hour telephone number uh, that folks can call. Yes it's our crisis line 405-222-1818. Um, it's the same number that we've had since we, we started services. And so that's answered uh, 24-7. Um, and there's a live person. Absolutely. Actually... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so 
um, at our at our program house here in Grady County and in Chickasha at 15th and Minnesota, we have two full-time advocates and a part-time advocate. Um, and so one of those advocates will be taking those calls. Um, they rotate and, and, and take calls from the crisis line. And so, yeah, absolutely, you'll be talking with someone uh, live uh, to help out in that point of need. Right. And uh, certainly uh, all... A lot of times uh, the calls would come in late at night or on the weekends. Absolutely. And I know you work very closely with law enforcement. Absolutely. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, you know, in, in the state of Oklahoma, um, it's a part of state statute that when law enforcement responds uh, to a domestic violence call, um, there is what's called a lethality assessment protocol. It's a, it's a, a list of questions that they go through with that victim when they respond to a to a domestic violence call in and if there's a, a certain response on certain questions then um, that law enforcement officer is required to uh, call the domestic violence service in their area and um, and just to to help I think make a connection the the victim at that point doesn't have to talk to the advocate but uh, I think it's a great process and protocol to have because it makes that connection there at the scene um if they've you know if they've screened in um they do you know they they are in need of those services now a lot of times they may not respond at that point but most of the time the day after they're gonna they're gonna reach out to to ICANN right and 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 get help so and what's great about uh, the services is it's not just uh, the first point of contact you will follow them uh throughout uh, their course of uh, whatever assistance they need, uh, getting, absolutely. getting shelter absolutely. Um, absolutely. through the, the court system if yes. they need that. So. absolutely. And, you know, I mean, uh, research says that it, it takes a victim of domestic violence seven, seven occurrences before they actually will, will reach out for help. And so, um, you know, absolutely, we, um, we're, we're there with – for them, um, each one of those times, and and of course our desire and hope and 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 um, you know that that they they won't have to wait those seven times that uh, that they can get help before that comes to that point. Right, and you are able to provide some emergency shelter, and that's not necessarily at your office here no. in town because yes. uh, I'm not probably like to get them. Uh, uh, out of town and away from uh, harm's way. Absolutely. If it's if there's a need for emergency shelter, um, we'll work with that client and work with law enforcement. A lot of times when there's emergency shelter need, law enforcement is involved, and we have places that we can place those victims um, for emergency shelter, and then that gives us time to submit a VPO, a, a victim's protective order, to the court and, and, and get a ruling and a hearing set for that. So, um, and then we'll work with them if, if, if there's a situation and, and they need more long-term um, long help with, with housing. You know, we'll, we work with all the shelters in Oklahoma, and we'll help with transportation to those shelters. But, yeah, you're right, um, George, we're there for them at that point of need. And then as things progress and the, and the process begins and continues, we're there to help them along the way. Right, and the kids especially. Absolutely. want to get the kids out of that violent Absolutely. environment. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, um, a lot of times a victim, it, it – it, Sometimes it, it may not make sense, but a lot of times the victims will stay because the kids, because they don't want to see a breakup in, 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 in the home, home situation. And a lot of times the abuse is happening with the, with the spouse um, and not necessarily the kids. 
But we know that uh, research will tell us if there's abuse happening with a spouse, um, at some point, most likely, it's going to also involve the kids as well. And so we want to get that, that, that parent, um, that victim, and those kids into a safe place and help them along the way. Back on our cool conversation today with Matt Wetzel with the Intervention and Crisis Advocacy Network. Uh, a big fundraiser you have every year is uh, usually the first weekend in October. Absolutely. The Together event. We Heal Walk. Mm-hmm. Together We Heal Walk. And, and uh, it was a great response this, this October 2nd in the community. Um, we had the most participants in the walk uh, this year. Um, this is the fifth year to have the walk. And uh, it's just uh, this year we had the, 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 the largest representation actually came from USAO, which was really neat. We had the full we had the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team and then other students and, and faculty that were there to participate. We had over 50 uh, individuals that were a part of USAO in one way or the other that were a part of the walk. The great thing, if you're not familiar with the Together We Heal walk, uh, you actually encourage women and men yeah. to wear red high heels That's right. for about a half mile walk. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And and as I as I um you know was meeting with folks in the community, they may not it may not click with them when I say together we heal, but when I talk about the heels and the sheriff's office and the police department wearing heels, that they remember that. So. Right. So it's the together. It's kind of a double entendre there. Together we heal. Exactly. H e a l h e and then h e e l. That's right. And so uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and I know the the district attorney's office is real active in this, and the Grady County Community yes coordinated community response team absolutely. is also big with that. So. Absolutely, and actually the walk was birthed out of that what we call the acronym CCRT, which is Coordinated Community Response Team. And you're right, we actually just had our meeting yesterday. Um, we meet every month, and that is that happens at the DA's office. So a part of that team is the DA's office, uh, law enforcement, um, Southwest Houston Family Services, um, DHS, the hospital, um, ourself, ICANN as domestic violence service provider. So it's that group of individuals and entities and groups in the community that assist and serve victims of domestic violence. And so, want to talk about some of the additional services that yeah, have been added absolutely. over the years? Yes. Um, so full time legal aid to help. Yes. Uh, some of the your clients. Yes, we have. Um, like you mentioned, George, when 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 this started in 1981, it was just a, it was a service line for rape yep. victims. Helpline, yeah. Now, um, of course, we still have that 24-hour line like we've talked about, but once again, we help with transportation to a safe place, including various shelters throughout Oklahoma, or we help with assistance with out-of-state locations. You know, if they need a bus ticket to um, another state to, to go to be with family or to go be with a, a friend to get to a safe place, then we'll help with that assistance also, um, the we have one-on-one advocacy with our advocates, help them with safety planning. It's really amazing to see how, as our advocates work with clients in what we call crisis intervention and safety planning, there is a process that's involved with that, and these advocates get training on how to help to help direct that that victim to think through things that they probably would have never thought of before. And as they go through that process and develop a safety plan of what happens, what am I going to do if this happens? Where am I going to go? What do I need to have ready? Um, What things do I need to think through? As they go through that process to create that safety plan, 
victims really their mind is opened and they're they're really able to see how dangerous or difficult the situation is that they're, they're in so we help with that um, and we have a weekly support group um, which is a great opportunity uh, for for clients to come in and 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 to be able to uh, to discuss different con- concepts to help them um, to improve themselves empower themselves and move towards um, move towards a place of safety and security that's more permanent right uh, bilingual advocate too yes right? we mm-hmm. have a bilingual advocates available um, we help with the courthouse with the VPO we help them fill out that that protective order and then we're right there with them when they go to court before the judge to, to get the to, for the hearing for that protective order um, and then we help with transitional housing also so um, if they're in a situation when they get to that situation where they can move into an apartment or move into another living situation we can help them with the first month's rent the deposit the utility deposits and and that's a big help for those for those individuals so as a nonprofit group what are some some of the needs that the community can help you with you know um, we we need volunteers to help even with crisis line calls you know of course we're going to train volunteers and it's really neat because um, we just had two students from USAO who we met with at the office last week and and um, they are both interested in 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 serving with ICANN starting in this next semester so we're going to train them and prepare them and um, it's based on the comfort level of that individual but if you can take a four-hour shift from you know 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. on a weeknight or a a four-hour shift on a weekend our advocates you know they're rotating once every three weeks they're on call and so that's a big help um, and and we we prepare you for that and equip you for that and you work with advocates to get to to that place where you're comfortable in helping with those calls what about supplies for some of the women and kids absolutely sir absolutely so um, you know they can go to our website icancrisisnetwork.com and on there you'll you'll see a tab for um, for helping and participating and we have a list of items that are that are items that we provide for for individuals um, and so you'll see that list of items that they need in an emergency situation um, also uh, you can help with your church group or your community group in maybe in the walk you know the walk will happen again next year um, the together we heal walk it happens that first weekend in October it's during the arts festival and so you can get a group together to walk um, and show support um, but anyway, ICANCrisisNetwork.com is a great place to go and see some ways they can participate. All right. Very good. And a shout out to Carrie Taylor. Absolutely. Who, uh, works in, who else in the office? We have Carrie Taylor. We have Peggy Hammond. And then Jara Smith as well is, a, is an advocate with us. And then Anna McGill is our office administrator. She's the one that keeps us all in line and keeps the books in order. All right. Thanks a lot to Matt Wetzel with the Intervention in Crisis Advocacy Network on our Cool Conversation program this week. And a big thanks to Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma for helping us out with our program.